Hey everyone, it's Noah Barnett, the VP of Marketing here at Feather. And as always, I'm joined today in the studio by New Tay. New Tay is a content strategist and the curator of Feather's Good Marketing Brief, which is dropped in everyone's inbox every Wednesday morning. And we get together to chat about the brief. Hey New, how are you? No, I'm doing very well. How are you? Good. I'm good. The Grammys were really inspiring. They were. I got music like, and performance. Pieces. Yeah. yeah. I'm only halfway through. Oh. I want to just keep. Well, I want to watch the whole thing in in its yeah. entirety versus like the TikTok short clips or you know, YouTube clips because <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's something about like long form experiences that you get. Mm -hmm. You get yeah, to feel I the connection it. of like, you go from Dulipa's performance to like Miley Cyrus to like the crowd kind of conversation. It's just like very interesting to watch the yeah. whole thing. And I'm very committed this time to get through it. So I'm halfway through because I had to sleep last night, you know. It's oh, essential. nice, nice, nice. I plan on watching it um, sometime this week because I hear, I don't often watch award shows, but I keep seeing clips and I'm very intrigued about the performances and the wins. Yeah. So uh, it's definitely on my to-do as well. Also, I think Trevor Noah is like a top 10 person I would want to go to dinner with. Oh, good. Compared to, oh my God, Joe Coy. I'm not going to get into that, but I was like, this is how you do it with class, you know? Yeah. Trevor Noah is top notch, in my opinion. Yeah. I really For love me. him. Yeah, mm -hmm. right For me, yeah. For me too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be together and not talk only about the Grammys, but there's a little Grammy magic in this week's there brief is. that we'll kind of touch on. Also, yeah. we're leading up to the biggest advertising kind of event of the season with the Super Bowl. Lots of fun things going on in marketing right now. But what was the topic of this week's good marketing brief? Yep. Um, I feel like we've talked a lot about donor retention in past briefs, and I know it's a topic that we're always hearing about in industry reports and the conversations within the community. Um, but I also wanted to shine a light this week also on acquisition, because if you're not putting efforts to acquire new donors, there's really no donors to retain over time. So you got to keep that cycle moving through. So uh, I shared some resources this week uh, to shine a light on that and talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. There's always this debate. We talked about it many times here on the Good Marketing Brief mm -hmm. and in Feather Live and all sorts of content that Feather produces is this tension between acquisition and retention. Mm -hmm. And often people say that the best acquisition strategy is a good retention strategy. Mm -hmm. But as you pointed out, at some point, you have to have donors to retain. So you have to be acquiring new donors. And there's one path that if you're keeping a very healthy, loyal donor base, there's um, virality quotient to that because every happy, loyal donor could refer new donors. Absolutely. At some point, you have to apply some level of resources. Maybe for your organization, it's 20%. Other organizations might be 40% of effort mm -hmm. and energy and resourcing into reaching net new donors. So Absolutely. what were some of the tips that surfaced in the brief this week? Yeah, um, there was a few resource, resources on email. Um, there was a new report that came out from a brand called Marigold that's found that email still reigns supreme with 50% um, of consumers kind of converting through email versus other channels like social and SMS um, and like, like website ads. And so I found another resources from next after that basically was like their definitive guide to uh, donor acquisition. And a part of that is that they shone a light on 
how to grow your email file, you know, some using some donor acquisition tactics via email. And while we've talked about in the past, you know, there's just like so much clutter, right, in your inbox and there's just like so many distractions. Uh, email continues to be kind of like the number one way that drives online revenue. So next after in their, in this section about email acquisition, they really talked about three main parts, which is first is, you know, you really need good copy. And that kind of goes in line with another resource I shared, I shared with you and Julia about, you know, best storytelling tactics. Um, I think there's just so much to say about your messaging that I think it's often, it becomes almost like muted because there's just so much emphasis and so much content about good content. Um, but the best resources is knowing your donors, uh, knowing what resonates with them and, you know, really leading into that, that storytelling bit. Um, and then the second kind of core component of email acquisition is, you know, an email acquisition landing page, which was, I don't think we hear about often because you tend to kind of point them to the donate page or a campaign page. Uh, but in this instance, NextAfter really recommends the use of creating um, landing pages for your email campaigns, which is good for attribution, I think. So I think that's a core thing to think about. And the last piece is like how, how you ask. And we've talked about trying to avoid being too transactional because you don't want them to land on the page. And the first thing you do is like, hey, please give me money. Um, you kind of have to build out that story, be a little bit more thoughtful about uh, the donor journey as they get on the landing page and trying to get them to empathize with you versus just sympathize. Yeah, absolutely. I think you hit something I just want to highlight. And really, it's just leaning into something you already said, which is like your messaging is so important right yeah. now specifically like it's always been since ogilvy and like the the mad men era to like now but i think right now mm -hmm. in today's environment like you can be the smartest digital marketer and you can be the 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 trickiest conversion rate optimizationer and you can like <laughs> know social ads and digital ads and programmatic ads and you can be a brilliant email marketer but ultimately those activities are only as good as the message you're communicating and how well that message resonates with the market you're communicating with. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we, the ing strategies are like optimizing this and optimizing that are great and you should do them, but they can never overcompensate for bad messaging. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause if it doesn't, and, if your supporters are seeing this messaging and they're like not relating to it, it's not relevant to them, then you've lost it, right? They're, you've lost that connection point with them and they'll likely move on. <laughs> yeah. And the good marketing framework, we talk about um, understanding your audience or your community and then cultivating connection, not just reaching and targeting or even just connecting, like you're cultivating connection and you use a set of channels to do that, like email, social, et cetera but you also use content and messaging to do that, that resonates. And I think that's where like, you can connect with a lot of people, you can reach a lot of people, but are you cultivating connection? Like, is it re really deep? And I think that's where relevancy comes into play. And so now in 2024, the thing about acquisition, I would say over and over again, is like, it's all about relevancy and reach is almost irrelevant. Yeah. 
or it's only rel it's only relevant if you've nailed relevance <laughs> you know so yeah yeah because uh, if you're also, not reaching the right people then is it really worth it <laughs> yeah or even if you are like if you're not communicating well you're not sharing something that actually matters to them like it's like why mm -hmm. you why you why now why should i do something right like we're always looking for ways to say no we we started this call pre-recording talking about how like i feel like everyone's default right now is just no like no one's committing to extra things or like <laughs> signing up for things and myself included that you're trying to activate someone to want to say yes or to go do something different than what they intended to do when they were in their inbox looking for their like kids field day email volunteer sign up and they happen upon your nonprofit's email like why are they going to pivot and turn right when they want really want to turn left yeah like if you think about the context that your audience is in when we try to connect with them and how difficult it is to say yes to things even though we try to make it is so easy it has to be something <laughs> that people want to do and people get excited about and it really lands with messaging um and so i'm glad you uplifted that in this brief and kind of revisit that because often we talk strategies and tactics but it's like it comes back to the messaging what the offer is what is what are you saying what's the story absolutely and in the preview of the post you yes. mentioned the ultimate person <laughs> that gets a lot of attention and i think we're gonna say the person's name and people are gonna stop listening because they're gonna think it's <laughs> not relevant to them because they're not a mega also awesome superstar but there's still a lot to learn and that per from Ooh. this person. And that person is Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. And we don't I... just say Taylor Swift often because I'm, a, I'm kind of obsessed with Taylor Swift, not adding like her music and everything. I think it's great. But like as a marketer, yeah. like what she did this week, her and her team from mm -hmm. the whole coordinated act. I'm not even giving it away. Like go Google like Taylor Swift's album release marketing plan. Like it's yeah. brilliant. It's brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. What what did you it's highlight funny. that we can learn from T Swift? So it's funny because I hesitated. I was like, I don't want people to see her name, be like, ah, oh. like I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> exactly. They're like, we're exactly. done. We're leaving. See ya. Thanks, New. <laughs> we're not we're not in it this week. Um, but I mean, in all honesty, I actually have was like a Taylor Swift hater for the longest time. And my son, who's actually turning one this weekend, I couldn't escape it because he, like, as, like, a newborn, he loved her music and he loved her voice. And so with Taylor Swift, it's more than just, like, being this super adored pop star, right? She has a, she's a brilliant marketer and she has been doing it for decades. It's how she built her brand. It's how she built her following. Um, and what resonates with her is that which I didn't notice because I was like, oh, I'm not a big fan of her music. It's not like super new, innovative. Like I, I don't really like her sound. But then when you listen to the words, that's where it comes in because she is a brilliant storyteller and she has a way. And no matter like what kind of era she's in, as she's kind of started off very young and now she's in her 30s, same as me, um, she has a way of connecting with people on a very real and relevant level where, you know, whatever she's going through, people can relate. And so she has this ability to kind of connect with people who have fought, been loyal fans with her for years and years and years and years, but also, you know, 
new fans who might be even younger, right? Who still relate to her music, which is why she released like Taylor's version, um, which is nice, right? Because you hear her new tone and everything. But the marketing this week has been brilliant. Hours before the Grammy, I'm pretty sure she knew she was going to win album of the year again. Yeah, and I do so, wonder. This is a this is a side trail. Do they know they're going to win, or are they are they at least tipped off that I'm they're most likely to win, or do their PR people get to know? Yeah, you know, like someone knew. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, well, what was the backup plan if she didn't win? Like, how? Like, there must be Plan B, right? And so, hours for you know, she won her Grammy. She, her website was like down. There was an error message. People were on it trying to figure out if, you know, she was going to release, like, a new Taylor's version or what was happening. And so it was down air. And that just, like, caused a bunch of Swifties to go down this rabbit hole. Like, okay, let's decipher what is happening right now. Is it a technical issue? Is it her site crash because she couldn't handle the volume of people who are coming onto their site right now? Or is it she's, like, signaling something to us through these these error messages? It's just, like, so funny for me to watch because I was, like, for me, if I, like, landed on it, I was, like, okay, well, try again later. <laughs> um, You're not going to unpack the 404 message. You're going to be, like, okay, I guess. I'm a little <laughs> I guess. Like, all right, see you later. Um, but then it all came to light, right, when she won the Grammy. And then she's, like, oh, I would love to thank my fans because I'm coming out with a new album. And so that was the big news. And, like, as soon as, you know, she walked off stage, website back on, now new album, the release of the new album. So I think it's just a great like cross social media, everything like instantly yeah. like changeover. Yes. Yeah. Set yes. change. She does set changes better than anyone, not only on stage, but like her digital Absolutely. presence completely changed, you know, and she has people and money and like, it's a whole different thing at scale, yeah. but like the coordination and thoughtfulness, I think is what mm -hmm. like this moment is going to be my time to like make a conversation. Absolutely. And so obviously nonprofits aren't like pop stars who win awards and you know, go to the Grammys or anything, but it just is um, a piece of inspiration that you can kind of think about, all right, how can we make this journey exciting, right? Exciting and energizing for our, our audience. And so think about the, the segments that you have and the types of people who are supporting you. Um, and think about ways to kind of spice up their their supporter journey with you um, and kind of reward them with that kind of journey and make it fun. I saw a LinkedIn post the other day by um, by somebody, I forgot, forgot her name, but they released a, a email campaign with a bingo card, right? Something like that is just something fun for your supporters to do and kind of keeps them engaged and keeps them on their toes waiting for the next fun thing to happen with your organization. Yeah, absolutely. I think spontaneity is key mm -hmm. here. I think you use the word spice, which I like. We're <laughs> going to stick with that one. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one, I think it's it's like authenticity. And I think Taylor gets a lot of credit for, oh, what's unique about her is she's like authentic and she's real and she's connected to her community. But it's authenticity like intentionally applied. Yeah. Like she just knows how to communicate, like to leverage that asset, you know? And in your organization might not be authenticity. It might be uh, facts from the ground, you know, like you're an international relief organization and you're marketing from the field and you're like, no fluff, like just facts. Like that's our thing. And like, how do you apply that attribute in your messaging? 
because that like tone of what you're communicating is consistent across everything. In Taylor's case, authenticity. Others, it might be like fun and jazzy and this, that, and the other. I think the last thing I would comment though is the spontaneity thing, which is like you can shift gears. Like if you're always in third, like go drive in first for a minute. Yeah. Like, you know, get get crazy. Put the windows down sometimes, you know? <laughs> and it doesn't have to be something big, splashy, like a collaboration with like someone that would be off brand or like going yeah. off the rails, but just doing something different that like disrupts my expectation of what I should get from you can mm -hmm. in of itself reconnect. And then when I'm yeah. connected, you should stay consistent and connected. But like that level of spontaneity is sometimes good to shift people out of like Absolutely. auto zone or like mm -hmm. auto drive and like be like, oh, wait, what? Why is there a pink yeah. cat over there? That's weird. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, it catches their attention. Like, oh, wait, is, this is different. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I love the use of, uh, I think Taylor's uh, launch, like, does a lot of things. Like, she changed the whole color palette of her website and social media and, like, coordinated mm -hmm. outfits and stuff like that. So I think there's just, like, a coordination where she, like, set changed into something different and used the spontaneity and this moment to, like, launch something. And I think nonprofits can do something similar. And if anything, we have more than a new album dropping. We are like changing children's lives. We're making the environment better. Changing We're like world. solving global crises or whatever you're doing, or even maybe even just in a small way, you're trying to change the city, this small city in Ohio or something. <laughs> like whatever you're doing is bigger and better than an album release. And so how do we make it yeah. feel like that? Like, how do we make it feel yeah. more exciting and being important to be a part of and not like, okay, I guess I'll, you know, pay my dues and then I'm going to go <laughs> listen to Taylor's album, you know? So yeah. like, how do you make it exciting to be a part of it? And, right. and again, yeah, leading, exactly. I'm just thinking about the Super Bowl two coming up. I can't wait to talk about the ads next week with you, but I can't wait just to the see. whole excitement of like brands around this and building up and the, like the energy of live performances and all of that, like. Yep. How do we pull some of that into our own marketing at nonprofits to like mm -hmm. jolt our audience into excitement about what we're doing and, and kind of changing, changing the world uh, in whatever exactly. small or large way you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I know there's a ton of great resources in this week's brief. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely check out the link in the comments. If you're interested, if you don't receive the brief in your inbox every Wednesday, which shame on you, but we have a way that you can fix that by subscribing below. And if you do subscribe and you haven't read this week's issue or this brief, go back, read that. If you didn't read last week's uh, brief, go check that one out as well. They're really sh timeless in some ways. Uh, yes, we might have relevant kind of pop culture or news references, but ultimately the content and the resources in there are intended to have long shelves, shelf lives. So go check those out. New, yeah. if there's one resource this week, that you want to make sure everyone listening to this read, uh, make sure everyone listening to this reads, which one is it? Mm -hmm. It would be definitely the next after guide, but we already talked about that. But the other one would be actually a feather resource. It is the one on card abandonment, I think is really interesting because I'm sure nonprofits look at your abandonment rate. It might be high. Uh, and if it is, take a read of this blog and see how you can kind of reactivate that and capture those donations. Absolutely. Well, we'll leave it at that. New, it's another great week, another great brief. Mm -hmm. And love spending time <laughs> chatting with you about good marketing. You too, Noah. Until next week. Thanks, New. Yep.